welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Today is a faith and amongst other things, we've got, um, as you'll see on your, hello, Bunny turned 69 yesterday, doesn't, doesn't look a day over 68. Can you give me that uh, slip of paper under you? On your, on your seat, there's a, a card. And I'll, I want to encourage you, if you haven't yet, just hold it loosely as I'm just sharing today and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. We, we get to give. We get to partner with God. We get to partner with His Holy Spirit and bless many people. We are endeavoring to raise 50000 uh, and scatter the seed into... Tanzania and Zambia in particular and continue the work that God has begun over there with him and we also want to raise $10,000 to India and there's also a storehouse ministry that we are kick-starting and the purpose of this ministry this storehouse ministry is to have a facility move in if and when God says go we believe that God give us a word about this storehouse we believe he has given us this word to be ready because there is a lot of need that's in and around us and uh, we really believe God has called us. As you've already seen this morning and heard this morning, we are a releasing church. We are a blessing church. This is the nature of the kingdom of God. And that's, that's where a lot of our finances is going. And you haven't, you've heard from um, what's happening over in Africa in recent weeks. I want to draw our attention to... We're hoping to raise $10,000 to bless the children over there and... India and Africa, I've been really struggling with the current pandemic over there, and we particularly have been looking after a children's home in Salem, in the southern region of India, for a number of years now. Thank you to everyone that sponsors and supports financially the work that's over there, but, but what's happened in India with, with the very recent government over there, there's been a shutting down of a lot of the um, Christian endeavours and a lot of the missions organised homes in light of the pandemic. And so we're going to hear for just a minute from Pastor Lawrence Araman Iger. Many of you have met him and heard of him. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit from him about what's happening over there. If we can turn our attention to the screens, thanks. Hi, Grace Life. What a joy to be able to share these few moments with you. I must say a big thank you to all of you for partnering with us for the ministry to the needy children, especially with the Salem Children's Home, who have stood with us faithfully over many years. We thank the pastors and the team for standing with us. In the last six months, it has been a very challenging time with pandemic, but God has been so good to us. The Children's Home are shut because of government regulations, but we have been supporting the families of children because they care for children at this time in the Tribal Hills area. I want to say thank you for your continued partnership and we thank you for what you do in the name of the Lord. God bless you. Pastor Lawrence really is a I love machine. Everyone that has met him says he is a love machine. And I'm going to tell you something about him that he may be embarrassed for you to know, but I'll tell you anyway. Pastor Lawrence is is a man that he really pulls himself out. And what he shared with me recently, and he got very personal, we've been having conversations, he says, look, to be honest with you, I haven't, he hasn't drawn on any support. 
uh, from his church or anyone for the last six months. And that's not an uncommon thing for pastors in these regions to do. The reason they do that is they believe everything that they have, you've got to prioritize the children and the vulnerable. The children and the vulnerable. And so when in Africa, you heard a similar thing recently or over in India, we're partnering with ministries that really are blessing and giving and sacrificing. Pastor Lawrence is a man who, who I've known for many years now. I've seen how much time and energy and even finance he gives. He's the real deal. He is the real deal. So I want to encourage you, ask Holy Spirit to really move in your hearts today. And, and at the end of the day, this is not just about trying to... Um, it's, it's, there's good ground. We're sowing into good ground. But that's the secondary. The primary is we get to worship God. We get to honor Him. We get to partner with Him. That's the primary. That's the thing we get to do here. And we're doing a series on Galatians at the moment. And last week in Galatians chapter 6, you would have... Uh, you would have heard us talking about sowing and reaping, and that's so incredibly important. At the core of it, though, is the work of the Spirit, about the Holy Spirit at work that points us to the grace found in the completed and perfected work on that cross. Now, if you've got your Bibles, pull them out. Pull out those swords right now. We're going to go to Galatians chapter 6 together. We're going to keep reading. As you're getting that ready, this has been a great series, hasn't it? Hello? Is this thing on? It's been a great series. Our next series, we're calling Why Church? Church and church communities and worship and services. And we're going to be exploring that. Not next week, but, but uh, in the next month, we're going to be exploring Why Church? And we're going to be putting some questions and some surveys out in the congregation. Questions that you might have that the pandemic in particular might have triggered some questions about why we do what we do and is this important and what does the Bible say about that and how do we function in the current climate or even as the world moves. Really insightful um, series, I believe. So please be praying into that. So as we've got our Bibles, we're going to go from Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to go from verse 11 through to 18, just those seven verses today. Who's ready? Hello? Okay, let's pray first. Father, we thank you for the ministry of your Spirit. And we thank you for the ministry of your word. We ask, Lord, that you move in our hearts today and that we clearly see Jesus. And all the people said? Paul writes 6 and verse 11. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to... Be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it as their disciples. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we've been circumcised or not. What counts is whether, been, is whether we've been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace, all who live by this principle, they are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that show that I belong to Jesus. 
Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And all the people said, Amen. Right. So for all of us here, understanding the context that we're talking about now, at the end of Galatians chapter 5, Paul says, let us not become conceited. That's an important word for us. Let us not become conceited. That word could be better translated to be vainglorious. That could be translated to to have a sense of pride in ourselves, our self-reliance. And this is the whole message of Galatians. It's not about what you can do. It's not about what you can bring. It's not about the effort that add to the message of the cross. Because the message of the cross that Christ died for our sins is perfect and complete and needs no addition. Whenever we try and add to the word of the cross, we are diminishing from its power. The message of the cross is the power of God under salvation. This is really important, that Jesus died and he is risen, that he has conquered sin and Satan and hell and death. It is accomplished, it is finished, good. We can add no value to that. And so we can't get too puffed up because if there is anyone that can have the right to be puffed up, it's the guy that hung on the tree. And he's not puffed up at all. He's humble. And he's gentle. And so with this in mind, Paul then starts to have the conversation, let's not boast. Let's not boast in our own effort what we can bring. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. This whole thing about boasting, we can read in verse 12 and 13 that what we boast in reveals where our confidence lies. What we boast in reveals where our confidence lies. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. Even those who advocate the whole law themselves, they only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it. Or your version, if you've got a literal translation, will say, boast in your flesh. Boasting in your flesh, that's important for us. And claim you as their own disciples. What can we read from that? Hey, pay attention to what has your affection. Pay attention where your confidence lies. Pay attention to where your hope lies. What is it that that you can be vainglorious about? What are your accomplishments in life? Could you have done them without him? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Everything. Absolutely everything. And Paul's writing about some people here that are trying to um, accrue disciples to puff up their numbers so they feel better about themselves. What is it about the approval of people? We care so much about what other people think. It's this fear of man thing. We care about pleasing people. I notice it even from a young age. Kids really care about not getting embarrassed. I don't want to look bad in front of my friends. I shared last week here in Malaga. I love walking my girls to class. I'm noticing, though, with one of my kids, my nine-year-old, she's, she's, I'm taking her to the car, and now, um, especially, she's happy walking with her dad to class. And as, as we're walking closer to, to the classroom, she's kind of pulling her arm, her hand away from me. It's like she's, and she's creating a bit more distance with me as we're getting closer to the classroom. 
I'm thinking, what the dickens is this? What does this child think she's doing? She's happy as Larry. She's all loving on me at home and on, in the car. And she loves it. Let's park the car. And, but now it's like as she's getting older, she wants to look cool. You think? I'm a cool dad, man. Dad, just, just, you don't need to hold my hand. This is last term. So I had to teach you a little lesson. She doesn't just get her lessons from a school teacher. I have a responsibility to teach my kids. I've got to disciple them. So I said, hey, listen, Grace. Who's Grace? Can't escape my love, darling. Dad. said, you do it again and you'll know about it. So, Dad, just leave it. So I started dancing like a monkey in front of her. <laughs> Daddy loves you. <laughs> Dad, Dad, stop. I said, listen, your dad loves you. You make sure you stay close to me all the way to your classroom. Battle learner. <laughs> Needless to say, she's been a lot better since. Today I've noticed, has, has remembered this. Esther, she's on a different page. <laughs> she she, she kind of likes it. So Esther purposely runs away because she wants me to act like a monkey. Kind of backfired. <laughs> How do you like them apples, Dad? That reverse psychology didn't work there. I realize even from a young age, there's something in us that wants to look good to us. There's something in us that wants to boast. Where do you boast? Where, do you, where is your confidence? Is it in your success? Is it in your wisdom, your intellect? Perhaps it's in your wealth. Look at my bank balance. You, you may not verbalize it, but maybe in your heart there's a bit of a boast. There's a bit of a brag that, that, that I've worked really hard to accrue this. My friends on Facebook. <laughs> They're not your friends, baby. Look at all my followers. They follow me. Look at my strength. Look at all of my assets. Look at my titles. Don't you know who I am? You've got to call me by my respected title. And in a sense, we're kind of boasting in our titles. We, we can do that. Look at, the si look at the size of our buildings. Look at our footprint. As though we've done anything. Come on. There is something within us that feeds off this. And Paul's saying, don't do that. Don't be that guy. Don't boast in the flesh. All through Galatians 5, we can see this, this, this juxtapositioning of works of the flesh and fruit of the Spirit. And within us, battle that's going on. And um, Paul addresses legalism. That flesh loves to rely on legalism. The Spirit moves us toward gracism. Are we going to be legalists or gracists? That's the question. Now, legalism is attractive to us. Legalism is. Because in a sense, what it does, it, um, it speaks to our self It speaks to uh, self-effort and self-righteousness. Because we are in control of what we have to do and not do. We can accomplish that. But gracism is... 
less appealing to the flesh in a sense because it takes our sense of recognition or fame out of it and it points us all to God. But the Spirit desperate to point to the finished work on the cross because He's accomplished it. He's the righteous one, not us. Martin Luther says that when the chips are down, we almost instinctively point to something that is our confidence. We turn to whatever we believe in, in those moments. It was actually a military term of boasting. It was a military term. And he kind of redefines it and puts it into the context of boasting in the cross. See, a boast was a term that captains or kings would employ. They would use a boast when they're about to go into battle. They might be more in number, but we are stronger in... We are boasting in ourselves. That's what he's doing. We are drawing on our sense of, we can do this. Paul says, don't do that because we can't. But he can. He can do it. Pay attention to what has your affection and be careful not to boast in it. Verse 14, let's read on. Boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified and the world's interest in me has also died. Doesn't matter whether, been, whether we have been circumcised or not. <laughs> kind of sucks for the guy that just got circumcised last week. Imagine just got circumcised reading that letter. Oh my goodness. What now you tell me you could have told me that a week ago. Why did it take so long to get the letter here? What counts? Let's come back with me. What counts is whether we've been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. See, the flesh wants credit, but the spirit gives it. Spirit. The flesh within us wants the credit. We want the attention. We want the affirmation. We want the acclamation. We want all of that. But the spirit within us yearns to give it, particularly yearns for us to give it to Jesus. Why is it that we struggle so much? I, 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 I want to steal. I want to be greedy. I want to get angry with you. I want to hold my grudges. I don't want to forgive. It's all rooted in the self. But the spirit says, no, cross. We're made right. Yet the struggle's real. So, let Jesus have the crown. He's earned it. He's earned it. I haven't earned it. You haven't earned it. And to be honest with you, the more that I walk with Christ, the more that I see, I've stood my heart that I want credit for. Don't you see what, I, don't you see what I've done? And when we struggle, what do we do? We point to our accomplishments. Yeah, but I, I'm, a good, I'm a good parent. Yeah, but I'm a good worker. Yeah, but look at, look, look at my savings. I've worked hard to accrue that. Is it wrong to draw on the things 
that have been done? No. But are we boasting in ourselves or what God has done? So when we talk about an Alex and an Andrea, they're amazing people. But I tell you what, this is about what God has done in them and is doing through them. So we get to celebrate the work of the Spirit as we move forward. This is why I reckon so many times Paul, when he talks about the cross, he does talk about boasting at the same time. Check it out. You can see it in Philippians 3, 1 Corinthians 1 and 2, Romans 3 and 4. He talks what God has done and knowing Him and that being the most important thing. Check out 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. God has united you with Christ Jesus, excuse me, for our benefit God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy and he freed us from sin. Verse 31, therefore, as the scriptures say, if you used only about the Lord. So he's, he's actually talking about something that was written in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. That I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice and righteousness in the earth. I delight, declares the Lord. So what is it, what is it about the cross? What is it about this thing? That helps us as we boast in it. What is it? The message of the cross is highly offensive. It's highly offensive. We might be desensitized to the fact that we're worshipping a God who gave up his life for us. But think about it for a moment. We're worshipping a God who sent his son to die a criminal's death. The crucifixion. Christ became a curse. We're worshipping that guy. When we look at the cross, we're looking at ourselves. It's, it's like, in a sense, the cross is like a mirror because we are then aware of our own guilt and our own sin. We're, we're aw- oh my goodness, that is, that is very confronting. When we look at the cross, we see a picture of grace that God's unearned love toward us is only because of what He's done. And that kind of says to us, that says, hang on a second, are you... Are you telling me that all the good people that are out there, that are morally good, that are in these other religions and these other faith systems, that, that, that they're all doing good things and they're wrong unless they believe in that? Yes. That's offensive. For a second. Um, they don't want to per- be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. Really? The cr- Jesus and the cross alone can save? Correct. Correct. Buddhism? Nope. Islam? Nope. Taoism? Nope. Shintoism? Nope. Atheism? Nope. By Jesus and believing in Jesus. I'm here to tell you, friends, I don't know where you are in your journey of faith, but if you've got a view of God that might be a bit what we call universalistic, where, oh, there are many ways leading to God, that is counter to what the Bible says. That is counter to what the gospel is about. That it's only through the cross of Jesus. That when Jesus says, there is no way to the Father except through me, he ain't making that up. That's offensive. It's offensive. Does that mean the people that are out there that 
don't put their hope or their confidence or their boasting in the cross, they're doomed, they're on their way to a lost eternity, yes, let's get moving. We've got to get moving. A couple of amens. The rest of us are pretty quiet at that point. One man says, the cross is intellectually contemptible and morally outrageous. <laughs> but I've been working so hard. I'm such a good guy. I, I, I give in the offerings. I give to world vision and compassion. Sure, I'm, I'm not exactly a follower of Jesus at this point, but I do good things. Are you telling me that I'm just as guilty as the person out there in the gutter that's dealing drugs and a murder? I'm in the same si- Yes, you're in the same situation. The only thing that differentiate has got to be Jesus. He is the only one that matters. He is the pass mark. Now, when we boast in the cross, it's actually a declaration. We're bragging about Jesus. We're bragging about what was done for us. We're bragging not just to one another. We're bragging, we're boasting to the cosmic powers that are out there. We're boasting to ourselves. I cling to that cross. All this. On that old ragged cross. Oh, don't get me started. It's all about that cross. It was all done there. When God says it's finished he means it what happens when we stop boasting about the cross oh i'm not i'm a humble person i don't boast about anything josh including i don't boast about i don't boast about i don't but but i I, i'm just humble and what paul said you need to boast and if you don't boast in that cross you're not reminding yourself of the power and that declaration that you're making shifts We're all boasting about something. Whether it's vocally or within our heart, we're boasting in some way. When we stop boasting about the cross, we stop pondering, appreciating, we get lost. Our eyes and our treasure get shifted and we can lose our way. Can I show a picture please, Wes? Anyone recognize who this person is up here? Who's that guy? Hansi Cronier. Hansi Cronier was the captain, a really good captain. Who remembers what happened in the year 2000 with Hansi Cronier, with the cricket team? He got done for match fixing with a lot of South Africans as well. He's a Christian man. But what happened was fame and fortune took his eyes off the prize. And we know this because he actually made this declaration. Thanks, Wes, next couple of pictures. This is, he was at an official commission of inquiry. And this is what he says, In a moment of stupidity and weakness, I allowed Satan and the world to dictate terms to me. The moment I took my eyes off Jesus, my whole world turned dark. How true is that of us? We might know and love Jesus, but we've got to keep our eyes on bragging about Jesus. Let's keep boasting about Jesus. Let's keep declaring about Jesus. The more that we boast about the cross and not us, 
we're declaring to one another that he is the goods, that he's the real deal. And for ourselves, it keeps us focused. Verse 17 says this, From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these, my body, the scars that show how I belong to Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace, I love that, it's a great way to sum up a letter on grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Let's look at this. For I bear on my body the scars. Your version might actually say marks. Now that root word for marks, actually the mark um, speaks to a branding. They would mark a slave. That would be marked for the false gods that they would worship. And so what Paul is saying, he's like, I, you check out my body, I've been branded. I'm, I'm, I'm a slave of him. I'm, a, I'm with that guy. I've been branded. And I'll tell you what, I'm not going to hide from it. The fruit of our pursuit comes in many colors, my friends. Many of us think that when we follow Jesus, we're going to be a lot wealthier and a lot healthier. And can I tell you, that's not what was about. He's like, hey, you, you want to know who I belong to? You, you want to see that I belong to Jesus? Check out these scars. Check out these tats. Does this show you that I'm with? Yes. And I boast in that guy. I get to serve that guy. What marks or even scars do you have? Maybe it's not physical like that. Is it your reputation? That's okay. That happened to Jesus. Friendships and relationships, could that have gone? Because of Jesus. Yeah. That happened to Jesus. That happened to Jesus. Have you lost finances or opportunities? That can totally happen. If it's for the cause of Christ, if it's because of Him, congratulations. You can point to people and say, hey, Jesus is all I need. Done. So, never stop your story pointing to His glory. Never let your story stop pointing to His glory. Our lives are all about Him. All about His glory. With... Um, With a conversation around sowing, it's very easy to even boast in ourselves because I'm giving. I'm giving in an offering. You might even within yourself feel better. You think, oh God, God, can you see what I'm doing here? I'm giving to you. I hope you're happy. <laughs> what's the bell, Lord? What's it going to be to keep you happy this year? It's because of what he's done that we get to sow. It's because of him. We're going to get to give. But I want to, if I can, just, I want to invite uh, Garfield Thompson. Garfield, along with his, Sue, uh, his wife Sue and a few others actually. Is she coming or not? She's too shy. Oh. No, she isn't. I just, I've just asked them if they would share. Now, I understand uh, in Ellenbrook, we recently heard from Garfield about what God's done with them, particularly with the Old to One ministry. We've got an Old One Care School in Ellenbrook. In fact, it's all over the country now. But where did it start? Just with some people doing what God says.
felt this morning to share with you for three, five minutes. Uh, I felt the word that God was giving was perspective. Perspective. I have had a journey. We've had a personal journey, and we've had a journey with Alter One. Sue has been there from the beginning, and a lot of things she did, I can honestly say, if she didn't pull them off, we probably wouldn't have had Alter One. But I can say we've had challenges both in building Alter One and also uh, the results of Alter One on our personal lives. What I can say is it is easy to listen to a part of our bodies that says, wait a minute, well, no, I built that. You know, if it wasn't for my, my particular model, Alter One wouldn't exist. But the perspective is simply, it really had nothing to do with me except, or to do with Sue, except being obedient and keeping focus as to why we're here. God has given us purpose and destiny. And then there's so many voices that we hear in our world to keep us focused on everything else other than the purpose and destiny. So for all to one, we have seen, we have heard voices, many voices, to deviate from the purpose and destiny that our lives play. I can't believe it's not only all over WA, but it's going to other states only because of God. Perspective and keeping focus on purpose and destiny. One example. Uh, we, we had a sum of money to come in. This is our personal journey. And uh, it was like God just reminding us to, to remember it's not about you. And so we received this sum of money. I, I can't remember. I think it was on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday. Uh, this, this, the sum of money, the $1,200. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, This is a funny story. Um, on Tuesday, I work at Dream Builders Care Centre and we're having massive problems with this terrible computer I was using. And Ursula said to me, um, she said, oh, look, we've just got to get a new place. And I went, hmm, let me speak to my bank about that. So I went to Garth and I said, you know, I said we were going to make a donation to the centre. What do you think we might have been donating? And he went, oh, maybe $1,000. And I went... I said, well, we're sort of looking at computers around 1,200. And he said, oh, I think we can stretch it 1,200. So I went back to Ursula and I said, um, we're going to cover some of the costs. And then she decided to go for something. And then she said, but I'm going to speak to a friend of mine. So she spoke to that friend, came in at $1,260 for this new computer. Thursday came along, Garfield rang me and he said... Um, just got some mail from the States for you. And I said, oh, just open it. He went, oh, okay. So he opened it and I said, he said, oh, we might owe some money. And I went, oh, or maybe I'm getting an increase. And then he sort of went, <gasps> and I went, did I get a pay increase? And he went, got a check here. Guess how much it's for? I went, $1,200. <laughs> $1,200 check from the States. <laughs> but the verse is, yeah, you say the verse. You know, the Bible says that 
it is better to give than to receive. So we've learned that. And what we discovered, the money was in actually U.S. dollars. And of course, it meant a few hundred more. So he gave it to us back, pressed down, shaken. We built principles on the storehouse. Our personal lives have been built on the storehouse for many years. We're just like you and I. We so and I are just like you and I. Sometimes we have to pay. We have had to pay Peter to pay Paul, and sometimes we couldn't pay either. And there are other different seasons. Listening to God, staying focused on purpose and destiny. We've been listening to him. We want to hear his voice. And he has sometimes told us exactly I'm gonna, what we right now he will give. You become a channel to be able to put it out there someplace. But what we know, we built our principles both in altar wine and in personal lives on the storehouse. The Bible says, test me in this. And I will open so much so that it, you cannot contain it. So... Stay with purpose, stay focused with destiny, and blot out all the other voices, including your own voice, and listen to God about the storehouse. When the altar one, we, we started with the storehouse. Sue worked in the storehouse. And at Kingsway, sorry, this was a Kingsway school. And we had a storehouse there. And it started with just helping the families of the school with clothing, whatever things they needed. So Sue organized all that. Now I can honestly say that principle stayed. It's still, we still have this in the middle of all to one. And I can honestly say because of God, because of God, he, the principal. Now, this is a huge organization. The principal. Still there. We have it right in the middle of Altawan, the storehouse. Bring it in. And I'm, I won't even go into, you know, businesses have huge amounts of money they have to deal with. House principal that we still use, pressed down, shaken, and running over. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Thanks, Garfield and Sue. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.